Joining us on the program today, we have Rick Crosland and Dan Turner with the Chickasha Public Schools. Rick, always good to have you uh, on the program. Thank you for and having me back again. You too, Dan. So Thanks for having us. It's, uh, it's a best of program today, I guess. <laughs> These are the, uh, the the main brain trust, pretty much, for Chickasha Public Schools. So uh. <laughs> That's scary there, George. Scary. <laughs> Just wanted to kind of get an update, uh, Rick, about uh, how things are, are, are going with the, the bond issue that passed. And I know the last time we were on, we talked about a number of projects uh, with that. Are we, um, what is our status with that? And uh, what's, what's some groundwork we might be working on here pretty quick? So we've closed on uh, the bond issue, and we actually have funds in hand now. And so we are in that um, still developing projects. You're, we're doing soil tests. We're doing all those fun things. Um, that you do as you get ready for construction, building, those type things. Um, and so we hope to, in December, to be taking a con- either December or January, taking a contract to the board to start work on the uh, track and field out at the stadium. Uh, that will include moving the visitor stands back, uh, new lighting for the stadium, um, new uh, turf field, uh, new eight-lane track, uh, we also hope to be taking in December, January, a contract to the board for a new uh, digital scoreboard. And uh, hopefully around that same time, uh, maybe not. Dan will probably know a little bit more on this one if we're going to be moving forward at the same time on the grandstand project. If uh, we're going to do it and simultaneously, if we're going to be holding off a little bit, I'll pitch that over to him. And I, I think we will start the grandstands probably in February. Uh, is when I'm looking for uh, our crews to start renovating the uh, stadium. That's the West. The West. That is uh, the home stands. Yeah, home stands, yeah. Uh, we're looking at getting some uh, concrete renovations uh, and doing some railing in the stands that um, needs to be there. Uh, we plan on taking out some of the seats, basically two seats by each uh, aisleway, mm-hmm. and uh, put – handrails to where our spectators can go up and down the stairs hanging onto a railing it's it's been needed for a long time Uh, we're going to be doing some concrete work to the box seats and to the stairs on the south side of the press the uh, stands Mm -hmm. itself and we're going to be doing some press box renovations as well and you've been in the press box you know how the press box is and uh, by football season next year I hope it looks completely different uh, so, uh, been in that press box for many years, and it's still one of the, dis- despite the, the condition, it's still one of the biggest press boxes uh, in a, in uh, our conference. I think. I mean, some of these other schools have built brand new stadiums, but their press boxes are teeny, and there's just not enough room for everybody. But you've got to have so, a lot of room. Yeah. Uh, with your broadcasting, with you know, a lot of games being broadcast on school TV now, mm-hmm. uh, your radio crews. Uh, your clock operators and they're visiting visiting media yes mm-hmm. and there's just not enough room in a lot of press boxes and as as a, being a coach for so long there's many a nights that I had to sit in a crow's nest because you could not get into the uh, press box mm-hmm. at the stadium that you were at and it's not fun sitting out in the cold when you get into the playoffs in week nine and ten well, and I, and I have actually broadcast from games on top of press boxes in the middle of winter in raining. So, yeah, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, looking forward to some of those improvements. So uh, 
the number of box seat sections, is that going to stay the same in the stadium? So or that's something we're actually going to be working with. If you've been to a game, especially this year, you'll notice that we really do not have ample amount of handicap seating. And so that's something we've, we've just got to take a, a strong, hard look at because once our limited amount of handicap seating fills up, we have them literally sitting up and down the ramp. Um, that's not good in case we need to exit the stadium quickly. Um, it's just not the most safe and secure place uh, to put, you know, to ask somebody in a wheelchair or something like that to set. Uh, so we're just, we're going to evaluate that and see if we need to rearrange box seats. Uh, we're not going to take away any, but per se, but we might make some have to convert them over into a handicap style space uh, or further down. It's just working with them to see what we have. And then we'll be talking with our uh, box seat uh, holders mm-hmm. and letting them know if there's a change. Right. A chance. As far as the track is concerned, what kind of surface are we talking about? And uh, obviously expanding it to from six to eight lanes. It will still be a synthetic track. Uh, like you said, it will be going to eight lanes. And George, one of the things that I know this is going to hit you because you probably don't know this, but we're looking at moving all of our field events over to the old Little League fields. And uh, we're looking at demoing the old Little League concession stand, which that's in process right now. We're going to move the pole vault, the long jump. Um, Everything is going to be moved over to those Little League fields, and we'll fence that off. The only field event that will be left at the field itself will be the high jump. So it's going to be a completely different look in the stadium come next August. I know a lot of people are certainly uh, looking forward to that. Uh, let's talk about, um, you mentioned uh, before we started the show about uh, safe rooms, because the Bond Issue is going to be have safe rooms. at. Uh, yes, we have the, two safe rooms that yeah. were on the Bond Issue, a, a library over at Grand and then a gym over at Lincoln. And one of the things that we um, are interested in doing is seeing if we can uh, qualify for additional FEMA grant funding. Uh, that will help cover the expenses of these projects. Now you say, well, you have bond money. Why would you do this? Uh, We're doing this so we can stretch our dollars further. We are very concerned about inflation. Uh, Once this bond package was put together, everyone is experiencing it from the moment you go to the pump to you go to the grocery store to whatever. Prices continue to go up. Uh, Currently, as we speak, inflation is setting at 7.7%, if I'm correct, uh, which is down just a smidgen, uh, but it's really not trending in the right direction fast enough. So as we're looking at potential increased costs for all these projects, we're looking at additional ways where we want to deliver on every promise. We want to be um, at or under budget as much as possible. Um, But in the event that there's an overage, there's something unexpected happens because how many times have you had a project and unexpectedly you have There's always... Always, right? Well, we've already hit one over at the stadium. We have a a sewer line that we did not know about that runs completely underneath the football stadium that we're going to have the uh, unique opportunity to move so we can do this project as an example. So anyway, we're just looking at other opportunities uh, to where we can make good on every promise, be good stewards. And so we're looking into this and seeing about how they can help that. So that will we will hold on those two projects until we hear from FEMA. We're not going to wait forever, but we are going to hold just a little bit to see where that takes us, and then we'll go from there. Um, see if we qualify, see if it's available, those type of things. But we will have those two projects. We are working on the designs, drawings, and all those things, uh, even as we speak, and uh, making sure that we're ready to go as soon as we can. 
Our security vestibules is something we hope to be working on next summer uh, at our sites. And so. And every school is going to have some improved security, Dan? So your middle school, Lincoln, Grand are our three main areas mm-hmm. um, to have uh, new and improved updated security vestibules in them. Uh, the other schools already have security uh, vestibules. We'll be updating them with access door controls, cameras, those type things. But these schools have, once you go through the main doors, you're in the building. And so we have to uh, rectify that quickly. But you speak about security cameras, uh, access door control, mass emergency notification systems. These are all things that will be put into our schools this summer. And so we're looking forward to getting uh, that aspect of security into each one of our sites and having the updated security cameras. It's well past due. Uh, I know I've been in the district 14 years now, and it's been a long time since we have had new security cameras. So I know every one of our principals, every one of our teachers are looking forward to having new security cameras that now meet the technology. Uh, You know, we're probably eight years, nine years past due having these security cameras updated. So it's going to be a welcome addition, and so will the access door control to where our secondary students, middle school through high school, can take their ID badge, scan the door, and be able to come into the building. And it's going to be the same for our teachers. They can scan their ID badge and come right on into the building without having to utilize a key. And so it's going to help us with our key issues that we have in the district as well. Any concern about uh, maybe the cards getting in the wrong hands or anything like that? Is it? No, that's that's not um, – oh, it's not scary to me because I can just click on a computer and go in and deactivate a card in just a matter of seconds. And so as soon as we are notified that someone has lost an ID badge, we can get right on and, and disarm it real quick. And they'll also um, – not to get too much into the weeds, but your card will only be good during certain times of the day. So it's not 24-7 access. We'll be able to program it per person when they'll be able to enter specific doors uh, located throughout the district. So even if you have a card and you think, hey, I can get in, it's the middle of the night, uh, it won't work. It, it's so. amazing that what you can do with technology nowadays and, you know, just from access of doors, I can give you two minutes that you have to mm-hmm. use your card to get into a door. And so it's, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, the one thing I like, George, with having been around the high school is when a student is tardy coming in, they used to be able to go into any door. Now, the only place that they're going to be able to get in is going to be at the front door where Miss Murray is sitting right there and can take care of the tardy when they come into the building. I'm sure the kids hate that. <laughs> it's, they're, they're getting used to locked doors sure. this year. Yeah. But it'll be different for them. All right. Uh, what's enrollment like, uh, Rick? Uh, we're what, into the almost in, end of the second some, uh, second term? Or, uh, yep. Yeah, second we, nine uh, weeks. Actually, so parents, uh, yeah. progress reports go home next week, uh, the week of November 14th through the 18th. Uh, so we'll be towards the end of the week. So be looking for those. Your kids will have them in hand. You might just want to ask them about it. They say, I didn't get one. You can say, I heard from the superintendent. They're coming home this week, so they'll have it somewhere, I promise you. Uh, but we are coming up towards the end of second quarter. 
Uh, enrollment is up this year. We're over 2,300 kids. We have not been over 2,300 students in the district in at least five, six, maybe seven years. Uh, so our enrollment trend has actually turned around and we're going in the right direction um, in Chickasha. Um, so we're having a great year. Semester tests are coming up. I was just talking to Ms. Davis this morning about uh, when semester exams will be. And they're going to be coming up the week of uh, December 14th, 15th, and 16th at the high school. So they need to be ready for that. They're going to go to a block schedule. And uh, so exemptions will be in place if they've earned those. But it's coming up. If you look at exemptions and all that, Thanksgiving is less than two weeks away. And once we come back from Thanksgiving break, there's only three weeks of school. And we're at the end of the first half of the year. Wow. So, yep. <laughs> Goes by fast. It flies by. <laughs> flies by. But it's a, it's a good school year where our football team's in the playoffs, Palms in um, finals for uh, game day state. and um, Got a Palm All-Stater? We have All-Staters all over Got the place. Got a couple of softball All-Staters? We do. We have kids signing with mm-hmm. colleges this week uh, to go play various uh, sports with them. And uh, it's just exciting. It's a good time to be in Chickasha Public Schools. And as far as uh, the, the enrollment is concerned, uh, we saw the – uh, OSSAA average daily membership numbers and uh, Chickasha, a former 5A school. It's been 10 years since we were 5A, Dan. It's been that uh, it's longer. It's probably maybe. been probably yeah, six, six years. Or, yeah, so, but uh, a strong 4A school now, but not in danger of moving up probably anytime soon, I would think. Actually, if they were to redo it right now, we'd be 5A. Really? Yeah. The high school's sitting right at 750 students, which would firmly put us back in 5A if we were to do it at this moment. Um, so we're excited about it. Yeah. We're not going to run away from 5A or 4A competition. Um, but that's just a, a trend that we're noticing. Um, our high school, a lot of great things from the freshman academy uh, to all the different opportunities and experiences that we have at the high school from um, our athletic programs to our FFA program, which is an outstanding program. Um, I can't say enough. Just, just about all the opportunities kids can have from concurrent to AP courses to uh, you name it. Uh, we're putting it out there for them. And, um, yeah, great things are happening there. And that school is growing faster than we can keep up with it. So don't have to worry about the reclassification for two more years. So at least for year, football. Least. Another year. Yeah. Another year. So we'll see what happens. Okay. To be determined, to be I guess. Determined. So. <laughs> Stay so. tuned. So some of the some of the new things uh, at the high school, always like some uh, some different extracurricular activities. You've got a shooting sports team we did. this we, year, and I think they're either had a fundraiser or getting ready to have mm-hmm. one. And uh, Our clay yeah. target team, they're mm-hmm. in their second season uh, this year and doing well. Our Mark Ingram, our SRO, is their sponsor. Um, our eSports team is in their second year as well. And uh, they're doing for those that don't know what esports, tell them what it is. <laughs> so esports is a very quickly growing uh, segment um, amongst our uh, students today, and it is basically online gaming. And so OSSA has sanctioned it this year. Uh, they started in that process last year. And uh, for everyone that's wondering, like online gaming, folks, there are college programs out there that you can earn a degree in in sports game management uh, esports marketing uh, there are tournament teams you can get sponsors and go play in arenas around the world in esports and it is um, it's it is just a fast growing segment um, and it's exciting to see our kids out there they pr- previously won a competition that they were in 
And so they're just it's doing well. We're excited about it. We'll we'll see where it takes us. It's totally extracurricular. It's totally after school hours. Is there a coach, or do they kind of do it on their own? Or uh, no, uh, uh, Coach Turpin, our sponsor, Miss Turpin, is working with them. And uh, so anyway, it's just it's just something we wanted to put out there. You we want to make sure that we have opportunities for every student at the high school to be able to plug in and get involved. And we want to do that at the middle school, Lincoln, Graham, Bill Wallace. Um, but this is just one of those unique things. It is for the high school level of students. And so um, we threw our hat in the ring last year and got a team of about 12 to 15 kids. And so there you go. We've come a long way since Pong. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what I started out with. One, 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 one megabyte or something. I don't no, know. But, it's, uh, it's different. Funny. Eh? Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, <laughs> But great programs all around at the high school. And like I said, we, we've got excellent staff, excellent leadership mm. over there. And uh, the Freshman Academy for ninth graders is going well. Yeah, I was going to say, because that, that was kind of, kind of a first year for that. Yep. Or And so our freshmen, they're our largest class this year coming in at over 215 students and um, just gangbusters out there. We have great kids. I have the opportunity to do a student advisory. I have students from each grade and it's just interesting to hear from them. We get a lot of feedback from them. We plan some bond projects based off of some of their feedback that they gave us. Um, And so we're just, we want a high school that's engaging to them uh, while we rigorously challenge and prepare them for the future. The robotics team has been uh, doing some uh, some projects. I think they're down for the Nawala Festival. That's my, uh, yes. and I think they're out at the county fair. Yes. So they are getting out of the public and really doing some. Not only are they doing some great things with their robotics, and I think their season starts after the first of the year. It does for high school anyway. For high school, yeah. and it's long hours. They're a great mm-hmm. team, very competitive. Um, uh, it. I just tell you, I take my hat off to them. Nobody realizes the number of hours that team. And those sponsors put into uh, that program. It, in fact, I don't even know if I totally ca- just capture everything that they do. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And, man, they are smart. Oh, my goodness. Just to, how they problem solve and work together as a team and everything else. It's, it's truly fascinating. If you've never seen them, you need to come out and see them at least one time. The cockadoodle dominators, folks. <laughs> good, good guy. And uh, Coach Willis, Brainerd Willis. Does super does a work. great job, and it's and there's a Lego league right in uh, yes. Lincoln in middle school, I think, mm-hmm. or something. So yep. yeah, it's it's uh, Brandon does an outstanding yeah. job. We um, actually up until this year, we've never actually had an assistant coach uh, per se. We've had other sponsors that give endlessly of their time, uh, but this year we're bringing on an assistant coach to help Brandon because, like I said, it, the team grows; it's getting bigger, um, but it's a lot of hours, mm-hmm. a lot of work by the kids and by the adults. So. My hat goes off to them. Do we know who the assistant coach is? They are haven't hasn't been named by the board yet, okay. so I'm going to hold back gotcha. until the board names them. All right, sounds good. Uh, you brought a little uh, sheet in about uh, a new program, or what? Is, so we are excited to announce that uh, Chickasha Public Schools is starting a Hall of Honor, and so um, this will be. Uh, we would like to induct at least three people, or up to three people, uh, on March 31st at the Chickasha Public School Foundation Gala. That will be held at the fairgrounds. And uh, a nominee must meet just some of this criteria. You have to be a graduate that's been removed 10 years since graduating from the high school or a former employee who's been at least one year since they've left the district. Um, And I've had this question since I put this out there. Well, does the nominee still have to be alive? And the answer is no. You can uh, posthumously uh, nominate someone and they can be inducted. But this is just a way we want to celebrate our heritage and who we are. 
And so we've had a lot of great alumni uh, come through here. And our this year's graduating class is the 123rd or 122nd graduating class. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And so we just want to wow. have um, a time where we just celebrate. We A lot of people just don't know everyone that's come through our halls and through our schools over the years. And so this is just a way uh, to recognize them. We want to celebrate with them and their family. Um, It'll be interesting to see some of the applicants because, you know, we hear about all these people in Chickasha residents Mm -hmm. uh, that have gone on to do things on the national and international level. And I'm looking forward to maybe seeing who some of these folks are that... uh, have walked the halls of Chickasha schools over the last 120 plus years. So you have up until January uh, 20, uh, yeah, January 20th of 2023, which is just right around mm-hmm. the corner, to nominate somebody. Uh, the nomination form can be found on our social media sites or on our website. And uh, you'll just go to the website and you'll see it scrolling across the top, uh, Hall of Honor. And um, so we're excited about who's going to be nominated, who we're going to be able to induct. And um, we want to do this every year. Just recognize and honoring our past, um, because being a fighting chick uh, is a very special thing, and this is the only place in America where you can actually say I'm a fighting chick. That's right. <laughs> so, exclusive, exclusive, <laughs> absolutely. So that can be found once again on our website, on our social media platforms. Uh, nominations where we're taking them until January twentieth. And just about every school I, I saw on Facebook the other day that uh, just about every act. Every organization's got their own Facebook page or some type mm-hmm. of social media from the sports teams to the FFA. And uh, if you want something to, you know, if you want to get some information, they've got it on their social media. We try to keep everybody uh, informed and up to date on things. And so um, I can make a few quick announcements. Probably, sure. Like I mentioned there before, progress reports go home next week. Uh, we will be closed the week of uh for Thanksgiving. The entire week. The entire week. The district will be shut down and closed. We'll reopen the Monday after. We'll be back for three weeks and then semester finals on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. And then we're going to shut down for two weeks for Christmas break. And uh, the district offices will be open intermittently. We'll have those dates posted uh, on our website and on our doors. Um, so folks, and, if they have some issues, they could call yep, at the, some point. And, yep. And then uh, we'll reopen on January the 4th. 2023 to start the second half of the school year so once again flying by great time it's time for the holidays we mentioned thanksgiving and we want to mention that the parents of the kids can elementary kids can have a thanksgiving meal with them right? so that is next tuesday tuesday uh, november 15th at your uh, kids uh, school site you can join your child um, for lunch it's a five dollar lunch for adults and uh, it's going to be a Thanksgiving meal. So we got turkey, we got dressing, we got cranberry sauce, we got the rolls, we got dessert for you. Um, and if you didn't have a chance to sign up, you might contact the school and see if they have any open uh, vacancies for you to be able to come in because we've got some big numbers, especially at Grand and Bill Wallace. And so I will be over at Grand helping serve. Last year they delegated me out to roles because that's easy, one role <laughs> per person. And apparently that's what I was qualified to do. We'll see what they give me this year. Uh, Dan's going to be over at Lincoln, I think. That's correct. Yep, helping serve over there. And so uh, we're just excited about it. It's a great time to be with kids, staff, and parents. And uh, so we'll have a few special guests. I hear there might be a turkey over at Bill hmm. Wallace. We'll have to see. I don't okay. know. We'll have to see. And, All right. Uh, so, okay. Good day. Um we had talked a while back about uh, some new uh, 
the bond issue included some new vehicles for the school and i know we talked a little bit about some electric buses i don't know if we talked about that the last time you were here but i, I did a we did a story a couple of weeks ago about the epa giving out some federal grants and chickasha was just one of a few schools that uh, was approved for these these grants for electric buses george that's correct over the last two weeks uh, chickasha schools has been very fortunate to receive two different grants uh, we did receive the SVPP. It's a school safety grant from the Department of Justice. That is for security uh, measures that we're going to be doing this next summer. Is that the one the Nenecon got to? Yes, it is. Okay. And uh, then, like a day later, we were notified that we did receive uh, the electric school bus grant. Uh, we are going to be receiving five electric school buses. And they're in production as we speak. I did have an email verification Friday morning uh, that they are going to be built just real soon. And so we're looking forward to those. And, and I'm going to tell you what, as a bus driver, you'd love to drive one of these. I drove one this past summer, and the acceleration is just you cannot tell the difference between an electric bus uh, and a gasoline engine. And the braking is different sure yes i have driven an electric car and it is different than a bus but yeah you don't have to use your brakes hardly at all no that regenerative <laughs> yes. regenerative braking is different yeah uh, from your hydraulic brakes but uh, we're going to replace both of our kindergarten pre-k buses we're going to replace two of our special ed buses we have three special ed buses and two of them are getting replaced and we're going to replace one route bus and so these buses will have all the bells and whistles, backup cameras, anything you can put on a bus they're going to have. And, and we're working on getting the charging stations taken care of and going to be working with PSO to try to get enough power there to um, be able to charge these buses. So everything's looking good. Uh, you, you know, I'm all about if you can get help, let's get as much help as we can and and uh, move forward and try things out. Dan, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for the update. Rick, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for, Thanks for and, having uh, us. We will talk later, I'm sure. We might wait till after the first of the year before we bring you guys back, but uh, you're welcome anytime. Rick Crosland and Dan Turner with Chickasha Public Schools on our program today.